Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. We do it every day. At least we have been. We're hoping to get rid of it. We we decided uh, Friday's it. Friday is it. It's done. It will be the last of the mayhem. So maybe we'll take a fond look back at the insanity that was. But Friday will be it. And then starting Monday, we're hitting the ground running. Except, Chad, there was more mayhem today. Yeah. So let's set the stage. This is where we're at in the election process. Obviously, Election Day has come and gone. Yes. Uh, That hasn't stopped certain candidates from spewing certain nonsense, but let's move past that. 14 out of Arizona's 15 counties have already certified their election results. That is an obligatory thing they have to do. There is no discretion for the Board of Supervisors in each county. They have to do that. And then it goes on to the Secretary of State, who is Katie Hobbs. Governor-elect, and then also the governor and the AG will have to sign off on the canvas, is what they call it. That's supposed to happen Monday of next week, like in a couple of days. But as of this week, Cochise County had not certified their election. They were holding off. They're playing hardball. They have three people on their board. One is a Democrat. Two are Republicans. The two Republicans, even though everything went totally fine in their election, and they acknowledged that, they said, we're not going to certify because basically making a political statement and we're standing with our Republican brethren in Maricopa County for what happened there. Oh, the yet, issue isn't even their county. Yeah. Well, they were standing with the the people of, of Maricopa who's, who's, well, their love of... of you know, Carrie Lake didn't get him over the line because obviously cheating or whatever that didn't happen and still no proof. Uh, so they decided they weren't going to do it. Now, who was it? Mojave County pulled the same thing. But when push came to shove, they buckled. We talked to a the chairman of their board of supervisors, Ron Gould, I think yeah. earlier Ron this Gould, week. Yes, he was the one who came out and said, I'm voting to certify, but under duress because I was informed that if I don't, I will be arrested and charged with felonies. So he did. He certified reluctantly. And we talked to him about that. And he acknowledged, too, nothing went wrong in Mojave either. We're just doing this out of protest for what happened in Maricopa. By the way, Maricopa, all the Republicans voted to certify that election. Today, we come into what happened today, and we'll get into today's breaking news here. Cochise County had a court date today yeah. with a judge and the Secretary of State's office saying, Judge, can you please make them certify? Because that's what they're supposed to do. There is no discretion on this. It is the law that they have to certify, and they miss the deadline on Monday. Because the fear is they could be charged with a Class 6 felony, but on top of that... The when we talked to you know uh, people earlier this week, uh, Rick Romley and then they said, look, they can come in and forcibly DPS can take the ballots and everything. This it's this was not not happening. I still think you should have let it not happen. Let's teach everybody a lesson. You want to talk about the uh, you know disenfranchising people? You now have lost a seat. You now uh, with with the with the the sixth district, and you are going to lose Tom Horn who won. And that'll be that. Because if that's the game you want to play, and this is the way we're going to do it, somebody maybe needs to go. What do you mean we lost? Yeah, yeah. And you guys are being charged. So now here's what happened today in that court proceeding. Uh, the judge basically came out and said, you guys have to meet today, Cochise County. You guys need to get together today. 
and you need to vote by 5 p.m. to certify, or else we're going to have to go down the next road, whatever that looks like. And he didn't really get into, you know, what are the ramifications and are we going to arrest people or whatever. Fortunately, it didn't come to that. Cochise County's supervisors met. Is it really unfortunate? Around 3.30. They met, or at least some of them. One of them decided, one of the Republicans decided not to show. Some dude that is. And then they voted two to nothing to certify. So they certified today. But one of them was absent and chose not to be there. The other one, the other Republican. Do you think they flipped a coin to say, okay, one of us is going to look great and the other one's going to look like they, 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 they wussed out? She pulled a Mojave and she said, I'm doing this, but only because they're making me. Yeah. So Cochise County today is finally the last county to say we're all good, although they did it reluctantly. They still violated and, the law. And now Arizona's election results go on to the canvas, which is going to happen next week. And, and you're right. They already broke the law. They violated the law, and we allowed them to to drag it out. We allowed them. They tried to hire an attorney today, who then fire filed a a uh, whether he he filed a <laughs> injunction in the in the imaginary court somewhere else. Yeah, even more than that, they they earlier in the week they came out and said we're hiring a lawyer. <laughs> it's this guy from the Cyber Ninjas. Remember them and the whole audit that went on for six months or whatever. They hired that guy, and then that guy goes, uh, "No, I'm not doing that." He's like, "I'm gonna give a hard." Apparently, pass. nobody informed him he was going to be their lawyer. So he says no. They had an emergency meeting this morning at 10 a.m. to say, hey, we need a lawyer at 1 o'clock today. And they found one, and then he didn't show up. They probably to forgot the court to tell proceeding. Him. So that was, you guys, you talking about the 1st of December? Oh, wow. That's a. Oh, it's today? I got, uh, I got a thing. You I know, got my a kids are in play, and I got to go. And he normally handles speeding tickets, and he's like, I got to go see if they calibrated this thing right. <laughs> so not only does he not show up, then during the, what do you call that, the recess, yeah. the 15-minute break where the judge is deciding what he's going to announce, right? He's making his decision. During that break, that lawyer, who wasn't even there, pulled, tried to file the court case out of that court and into the Eastern District of Arizona federal court. That's not a thing. That's not a real court, Chad. What is going on in Cochise County? I don't think anybody knows what's going on. Not Christmas only County. you couldn't find a lawyer to show up, but the one that you found to sort of pseudo represent you from afar tried to file a court case in a court that doesn't exist. That's uh, again, it makes you look like idiots. You know, I've always said if here's the thing. Let's say you really believe stuff happened that was nefarious, whether it's 2020, whether it was whatever it is. Here's what you don't do. And I and I and I criticize the hell out of the Democrats for this. You don't. Put the wrong people in charge and make them the front of it. I don't care what it is. You know, the Adam Schiff's of the world and all of these people that were all after Trump, that's all they dreamed. They drooled. They were idiots. There was nothing. No, the wrong people. The guy that's sleeping with the, the, the Chinese spy. Not a good thing. Same thing here. When you when you put people that you think are going to be the ones who are going to stand up and the ones that, that are out there in, involved in this are the clowns, right? There's a reason there's a ringmaster and there's clowns. That's the reality of it. And what ends up happening? You look more like a clown. So I guess now the next thing is the state is going to certify. The governor, the secretary of state, the attorney general are going to meet on Monday, I believe it is. Yeah. And they're going to certify this thing. They're going to get all 15 counties, which are now they have all those results and they can say, all right, this thing is done. And the 5th of January, everybody's sworn in and we're moving on with their lives. Remember the last certification, state certification? You remember what happened? 
That was the one where Ducey was certifying the election for Biden. Oh, and the and phone rang. Phone rang, and, and it, was, it was "Hail to the Chief," which is his ringtone for Donald Trump. Da, 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 so while da, I I would love to tell you all that nothing dramatic will happen when they certify on Monday, that it'll just be a procedural thing. I can't say that because last time it was interesting. Interesting indeed. All right, that's dancing right there. It's a lot of fun. It is Five Spot. We ask you to call it. Not a story that we're talking about today. We're going to hit you with a little something-something. Today we ask parents to call in, and you have in abundance. Appreciate that. Let's roll this thing. Start with Anthony in Glendale. Uh, do you let your youngsters curse in the house? Uh, Yeah. How old are they? Uh, 21. 12 and 10. Okay. But why do you do it, Anthony? Why do you allow it? Is it to do it in the house so you don't do it outside it's, of the house? It's not it, It's not that I necessarily allow it. Uh, I just don't make a big deal of it. Uh, but if it's used in the wrong context, I'll pop them in the mouth. Okay. But I try not to promote custody. But yeah. if I just don't make a big deal out of it, they don't think it's a big deal. There you go. That's I think a big that's thing. important to kind of designate. Like, there's a difference between swearing at someone and like swearing in general. Yeah, like you know, like like Becky brought up a good thing when you hit your you know your hand uh, with a hammer or you stub your toe or something like that. There, the, the the context actually does matter, and I also think when you allow it to happen, you make it not so taboo. It takes the sting out of it, so it's just not like something that they do and go hee. Uh, let's go to Dwayne in. Phoenix, uh, Dwayne, you let your, your youngsters curse? Fair. No, no, they don't. In fact, uh, I have followed uh, what my dad uh, did with my family, and I don't even allow them to use the, the euphemisms like heck and darn and dang and frickin' all those kinds of things either. Wow. Uh, my, th- my, theory, my theory is uh, that the use of the tongue is a self-control issue, and if they can uh, be disciplined enough to not even do those, say those kinds of things uh, at home, then they can be disciplined in all places. Oh, very interesting. I appreciate your goal. That is very interesting. I appreciate the discipline it must take as a parent to live that way, to enforce that in your household. That takes a lot of energy. Yeah. By the way, for everybody out there, people that say and curse and it's, it's, it's people are stupid, uh, several studies have been done. And out of those several studies say people who curse more, people who swear, actually have a higher intelligence. <gasps> if that's true, I'm a genius. I'm so sorry. Uh, Bob and Peoria. Bob, you let people swear inside your house, your little ones? No. No. Not at all. It's disrespectful. I have a 25-year-old and a 15-year-old. 25-year-old's on her own, and she used to swear a lot. And the 15-year-old did swear. He said one bad word, like they said in Christmas Story. And uh, I'll do what my mom did to me when I swore the first time. She put Tabasco sauce on my on my tongue, and I never would ever say a swear word again. Wow, look at you. That's pretty. Oh, Nowadays man. with the youngsters, though, you got to watch that because they're like, I love Tabasco sauce. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I put Tabasco on everything. You know, it's like, oh. Now the you, soap in the mouth thing. That was gross. That was very old school. That was very, very gross. I used to have to practice that because I know, well, one day it's coming. So if I just get ahead of it, I'm like, whatever, Mom. I don't you really care. You just ate soap just preemptively? That's right. <laughs> Ken and uh, Casa Grande, the Valley of the Dirt People. No for you in letting the kids curse inside your casa. 
Correct. Absolutely not. Not in my house. Um, it is a point of contention in my house. Uh, my wife cusses like a sailor, <laughs> and, and I was brought up and raised to not cuss in front of adults or elders. And so, yeah, it's a point of contention in our, in our household. Do you parent differently? Like, do you, do you treat it differently than she might with the kids? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, they know that, you know, the foul language that comes out of her mouth, they know that it's curse words. They know that it's not okay for kids to say. Um, and I tell them, I, you know, from my spin, you know, I tell them why. Because uh, a couple callers ago, you know, had a good point. The language you use, whether it's fair or not, people in the public and in professional settings are going to judge you and generally negatively based on your language or your lack of control of your language. And um, so I tell them that that's why they have to control their language in all settings is because in professional school or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, you don't use curse words. Right. Maybe you should give them this blanket report here that says they're more intelligent if you curse. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate your call, man. Valley of the Dirt people shine in. My kids, uh, yeah, they, they throw around a few words. I don't have a huge problem as long as it's not derogatory, it's not directed at someone. I don't have a problem if, if the kids swear at home. No. I don't care what? if they yell at each other. I'd rather they learn from me like the appropriate context. Exactly. Rather than learn it from some other kid at school. It's a lesson, right? You teach a lesson. You know, and our, and and the kids they don't swear. They swear to each their friends. You know, like when they're playing sports and stuff like. That. I don't, I'm not going to get on them that. I'm just. I'm not. That's not who. It, it's it's a word. We can all get over it. It's just like we we focus so much on wacky stuff and overdo it. It's amazing. Uh, now I don't want my kid watering the school at five dropping f bombs. But you know, when she's 14, if she said blank, I'm not going to freak out. You know, getting that phone call. You know what your kid said? What? Hey, thanks so much for all the calls on 5 Spot, where we put you on the spot about a news story that everyone's talking about. Coming up next, New York City has a very bold idea for how to fix their homelessness problem. That's right. So we're feeding our homeless to dinosaurs. They're trying something different. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we've got breaking news about the Iran soccer team, something that happened last night that is tragic. And we'll talk about that as well. This is uh, Steve Sinsmeister in for the old Gators Gators chat show. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Very ethical. So New York City, Chad, has a new idea for how to solve the homelessness problem. Yeah, because you guys remember, we're feeding our homeless to dinosaurs. It's something. Yeah, we found that out. Yes. Uh, well, about two weeks ago, some dinosaurs appeared downtown, and they were now they were we statues, know not real. It was dinosaurs. nefarious because you sprinkle water on them, they come to life. We see how this is going. As of yesterday, there's more dinosaurs. Downtown. That's right. That's the time. And the they're homeless reproducing. people are ticked because they're where they sleep. They're reproducing. Uh, New York City is not feeding their homeless people the dinosaurs. Thankfully. Dinosaurs don't exist. Uh, but they came up with this idea from New York City Mayor. Eric, uh, is it Eric Adams? Eric Adams. Eric Adams. Here he is. If severe mental illness is causing someone to be unsheltered and a danger to themselves, we have a moral obligation to help them get the treatment and care they need. 
His plan, announced this week, involves hospitalizing severely mentally ill homeless people, even if it's against their will. Adams said the city will pair clinicians with police officers into teams dedicated to getting New Yorkers in crisis into care. Yeah. You had me with helping people. You kind of lost me when you said against their will. But everything's against their will. Going across the street, not standing in front of the tree and yelling at it for an hour is probably against their will. Well, but that's the other aspect of this, right, is that there are varying levels of people that need help. There are the people that, like, I think they said severely mentally ill in that clip. Yeah. And we're talking. How do you determine severely? Well, you're, look. It, versus non-severely. The, versus I'm on drugs, versus I'm having a mental crisis. Versus we all I'm know who the severely off. mentally ill are. You know who they are. You walk down the street in some of these areas. They're everywhere. You could see people who are standing in the street for 20 minutes talking. Uh, when I was in California, I saw several people. They were mentally disturbed. The kind of One lady was standing in the street and just standing there talking. Just just and doing that sway, you know, that fentanyl messed up sway and just talking and like shaking her hand. And just it was, you know, that that person is 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 mentally now could drugs have driven her that way? Absolutely. But that person was just standing in the street and it was she was probably about 10 yards out from a very busy thing. And, I, uh, you know, like we're getting off the freeway and stuff. It is that person's a danger. And you don't want to snatch them off because they have rights. But you know what? Don't they have rights as a human being? Don't we have some sort of uh, responsibility to, first of all, protect the other people coming off the freeway and stuff like that, but also to protect her from herself because she's now a danger to not only herself but to other people. So what if they're not a danger? What if you determine that this person is maybe mentally ill? Uh, and by the way, they're supposed to have like medical professionals. Yeah, they're going to have a clinician or something with them. In figuring out who's who and, and who needs the help. Yeah. It's just it's not so much the cops that are making this. I think they're the ones making the call. And by the sounds of it, when I read some more, they're going to be specific police officers. They're going to be paired with clinicians who are going to be out there looking at areas where there's tons of homeless people and trying to just, you know, go and say, all right, look, this person over here has got a drug problem. But that's you're not you know, they've allowed this to happen. Uh, They can live on the street, do whatever they want, steal and whatnot. So we're but this person over here is definitely is schizophrenic is whatever it is and that person could be you know eventually become a danger to not only you know themselves but we've seen how many people over the last several weeks in New York who've been thrown onto the tracks by people who thought somebody was a monster or you know that is terrifying well and, and I think that goes further to the point too like if there is somebody who is clearly mentally ill and breaking the law then I completely understand apprehending that person and providing the appropriate medical or mental help that they might need. I understand that, and I, I appreciate that, and I get it, and I'm glad that the city of New York is making that call. It's when you throw the word involuntary yeah, the in involuntary there, thing. and when people, human people who make mistakes, have to make those determinations for themselves whether or not this person is fit to be out in public. Yeah, it's well, giving people the power. Like anytime you have the government and rounding people up involuntarily, that usually that doesn't feels go very well. China-like. Like here's the scary thing: we we live in this world. We have this amazing constitution, and we have our rights. But one thing that we have done over the last several years is the rights of a, one individual, which should never be trapped upon, 
starts to get tramped upon where we're like, well, that person's got a disease or that person's mentally ill, so we can't do anything to them or that person's this or that. And so everybody else has to have their rights trod upon. And and so we can somehow enable bad things to happen. And I go back to this poor governorship across the board in a lot of these states and, and, and you know, poor leadership has brought us to the point where you've got so many homeless and you continue to enable them. This is the issues you're going to have more and more. By the way, I want to well, when we come back, because when we come back, I want to talk about what happened in Iran because we've got warnings. You know, some stuff may go down. We were worried something might happen. And, and uh, something, something did happen. Plus, uh, the RNC. Oh, Steve, when you're when you're looking to turn to uh, somebody and help you win, who you turn to? Uh, somebody who knows a thing or two about winning. What does it take? How do I do it? RNC did. They turned to somebody. A winner? A person. <laughs> not not a winner, I take it. No, no, but uh, didn't win on this occasion, and right. it seemed to be the only occasion he was involved. Can't wait to find out who that is. We'll do that straight ahead. Steve Sinsmeister in for Gatos, the Gatos, and a Chad show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. We have to do one of those things here. I don't get yelled at by you. Uh, this Although your part, the, uh, yeah, this portion of the program brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Awards. Look, I went to do it. And you just did it for I me. I know, but you're always you're, you always yell. You'll, you'll peek around the computer and give you that dirty, that dirty little stink eye, like you better save them here. Steve Zinsmeister in for uh, Gatos on this beautiful. What day is it? Thursday. Thursday, December first. They all run together. I haven't even. Hey, Pablo, we haven't even heard. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up, get up. <laughs> Little bone thugs in harmony. Something that's caught your For attention this super week, diverse audience. <laughs> this week, you have been paying quite a bit of attention to the World Cup. Yes. Something that you care about a lot. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. still alive in this thing. Yeah. We watched the game the other day. Yes. They played Iran. And they won. Uh-huh. And they advanced to the next stage, which is well, great. Did. Our guy, Captain America, got hurt. And he, he had an in interview today. They asked him. Can you explain what lower pelvis means? Oh, yeah. He has a pelvic injury. And he's like, ah, he goes, ah, I didn't get kicked in the balls. That's what guys are asking. <laughs> so we all thought that, you know, a win for the United States is a loss for Iran, right? Yeah. But then I read all about how the people of Iran are celebrating. celebrating the fact that their soccer team lost in the United States. Why is that? So, uh, obviously, we they've got serious issues. You guys don't know what happened about oh, two and a half, three months ago. A young woman uh, refused to wear her headscarf. The morality police took her into custody. I said the morality That's a police. thing? Yes, they took her into custody. She died. They said she had a heart attack. She was 22. There was nothing wrong with her. Uh, everybody then started taking the streets. They've arrested somewhere upwards of twenty to 25,000 people, if not more. They've killed God knows how many people. They just shoot. And they don't care. Here's the scary thing. Uh, the regime holds the soccer team up as superstars and part of, as they say, a symbol of the Iran's uh, clerical rulers, uh, you know, kind of their big symbol. And so the team kind of represents the the government. Yes, the that's the way they look at it. They don't represent the people. They represent the government. So the people wanted the soccer team to lose because it they, was a sign of a defeat for the government. The government. And the funny thing is, for those of you guys don't know, Iran is soccer crazy. They're as as fervent as any other nation in Europe and, and stuff. This was they want their team to win. 
but they were also mad at their team because they didn't speak out more about what was going on. They didn't, uh, uh, they only did the one, the first game, they refused to sing the national anthem. Uh, they put their heads down. Uh, it was it was not a good situation. So last night after the loss, the day before after the loss, people out celebrating fireworks, people excited. One of their players, his best friend, was shot and killed by the uh, police, by the Iranian security forces. For what? For honking and celebrating. They shot straight into no. the car. They don't mess around. They use live bullets. They don't care. And now everybody's wondering, what's the treat? Because these players were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Your families are still there. You love your country. You don't want to say what you believe because many of them off the record are saying, you know, we need freedom. We need all this stuff. You put the family at risk by standing against the government. And at the same time, you want to win. And at the same time, you don't want to give them any credit. And so now you've got some people that are mad, the protesters, because you didn't speak out more. You've got the the clerics and the and the muftis and 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 whatnot and uh, Khomeini who is upset and who knows what will happen. It's a bad situation, but yeah, there were people killed last night, including one of the players' uh, best friends. So I'm guessing a lot of Iranian players on the team don't live in Iran. They no. they live in Europe. They or live in Europe. They play. Yeah, could they have just not played? Or does that put your family at risk too? That's the big thing, right? If you turn that down, so put your family at risk. It's 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 a sad situation. It is. It's a sad situation. That being said, baby, we take on the Dutch. Come on, come on, come on. If there's one thing I hate, it's the Dutch. Wasn't that a line, Michael Caine? Uh, That's right. Awesome. One thing I hate, it's the Dutch. More of the Gatos and Chad shows on the way.